Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? And out there, remember to continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. And shout out to the listeners that listen every now and again when you're in your car stuck in traffic. Make sure you pass me around when uh, you might hear a friend that's on the road doing Uber, doing Uber Eats. Shout out to you guys. You know, Lyft. You know, sh- you know. Let, let, let them ha- get a chance to listen to some reviews. You know, just pass me around. And you could pass me around for Christmas. It sounds crazy, but fine. Let's just do it. You know, say, hey. Merry Christmas. Check out Critical Blues Reviews. Alright. But anyway, we're going to get into it. Tonight, because it's nighttime while I'm doing this. Tonight, or if you're going to be listening in the daytime, today, or this morning, or this afternoon, we will be reviewing... Queen and Slim. Now, I went to the movies. I, I actually saw the trailer for this. I'm a, a big Daniel Kaluuya fan. I'll get more into him later. Um, but I actually saw the trailer, and I was interested to the fact that they were going to go there. I was like, wow, I'm surprised nobody made a movie. I've written a couple of scripts. Like, I write horror, so it's kind of, you know, uh, you know, I came up with a weird name called Racecore. But anyway, it's a horror-type, you know, uh, police brutality or white supremacist scripts that I've written and I'm surprised that we don't see that many of it like people usually you know dance around the theme of it but then when I saw the trailer uh, I was shocked that they actually uh, came up with something that was going to dig deep so I was really interested in seeing this film and so the logline for this film is a black couple goes out on a first date from a dating app they're later harassed by a race soldier, which he's killed by one of the couples putting the couple on the run. Now, I this will be a spoiler-free. I'm not going to try to get too into it. I'm going to be as vague as I possibly can because I do have likes and dislikes, and I would like to give those out and so you can see my point of view. So I'll let you know when I do my likes and dislikes. But the director for this film, you have Molina Matsukas. Hopefully I said her name correctly. Now she also directed Insecure, some of the Insecure episodes, and also also she directed Beyonce's Formation and Lemonade. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now you have the writer of this film. You have Lena Waif. She has written The Shy and the Boomerang TV series. And I first saw Lena Waif on uh, Ready Player One. I felt like you know, oh, I wonder who this new actress is. You know what I mean? So afterwards you know i watched it and then come to find out you know she was a writer you know i'm like wow okay i wonder how she got that role that's what's up you know what i mean congrats to her now um there's also an additional writer that gets credit uh james frey some people might be familiar with the name especially if you watch oprah but uh james frey uh he wrote i am number four and also he wrote the novel a million little pieces you probably might be familiar with that novel as i mentioned before if you watched oprah in uh, 2006, uh, he was actually on the show promoting the book, was talking about the events that happened in his life, and come to find out, those events weren't true. You probably remember that, where a guy goes on the show, talks about this, this novel, about his life, those events weren't true, 
So then, you know, no, uh, Oprah, you know, basically blasted him for coming up with information that what just wasn't true. Now, Oprah later apologized for doing that. Now, I remember she did the same thing to Ludacris, but I don't think she apologized to Ludacris. But we have time, so she might apologize soon to Ludacris for what she did to him. But anyway, now, the characters for this film, you have Slim, uh, I believe, because the thing is, they never say their names. Well, I won't say they never say their names. You slightly hear their names in the film. So, we know him as Slim going off the title. And the uh, name I believe they did say was Ernest, if I'm not mistaken. But he was being played by Daniel Kaluuya. You might have seen Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out, Black Panther, and Black Mirror. Uh, 15 Million Merits. That was the episode. I mean, it was an amazing episode. And that's what actually turned me on to the actor Daniel Kaluuya. I was kind of happy to know that you know he was going to be uh, acting over here in America. I know some people might feel a certain way about... Uh, uh, actors from different countries coming over here and acting. Um, I it doesn't matter. Like if it's like one or two, like Ildris Elba. I know you know I didn't care about Ildris Elba. It was like interesting to find out he was British. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. I feel like if you're just a great actor, I mean, fine. I mean, you just just to me, it's kind of like you know drafting you know people from a different country, like drafting you know a Dirk Nowinski or you know drafting uh, 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 I forgot his name uh, uh, that plays for the Mavericks. Delavant Delicic, I think that's the name. I might be screwing his name up, but um, but yeah, it's like drafting players from overseas, Ricky Rubio, stuff like that. You know, um, um, uh, uh, Embiid. You know, so yeah, so I kind of feel that it's like drafting, you know, actors over to play your role. Now I understand when you have actors uh, that disrespect, especially. Uh, black Americans, and then they play legendary roles, I understand the animosity in that, I understand why that is a problem, and then also I kind of can see where some people argue that, well, you know, these are African American characters, and you have two non-American characters playing these roles, I thought the young lady, um, Miss um, Jodie Turner, I thought she was from America, but come to find out she isn't, I'll get more into her, but, you know, I, I can get that. Uh, to me, I just, like, well, I just got to keep a watch on that. But, you know, some people who are voicing their opinions, you know, I don't blame them. You know, you go ahead and voice your opinions, and, and that's that's what you're entitled to. That's your freedom of speech. If you feel like something's up, or something's a little shady, then say something. Me, personally, it doesn't matter. Um, long as, you know, they're, you know, like, it's like being draft. You're not just bringing in you know everybody over and just having them play american roles especially african-american roles but you know like here and there you know like one actor you know you know is in you know in the film or whatever that's just how i feel about it and everybody has a different opinion and i respect everybody everybody's opinion on you some people just don't care they're like hey you know like long as you do a great job you know wherever country you're from long as you do a great job so it is what it is now the um person that's playing queen or angela i believe that was her name because they didn't really mention these names in the film so you have uh, the person playing queen is being played by jody jody excuse me turner smith you might have seen her in night flyers <clears throat> and the last ship and also you have uncle earl who who is being played by bokeem woodbine uh, Bokeem Woodbine, I believe I seen him, said his name correctly. He was in Strap, Spider-Man Homecoming, Wu-Tang, 
uh, an American series, saga series, excuse me, and he's going to be in the Halo series in 2021, and also Ghostbusters 2020, which was awesome, I had to put that in there, because I, I did like the original Ghostbusters, I didn't see the last one, it just looked too, like, too comical, where the original Ghostbusters just looked, like, kind of almost scary, like, borderline scary when I was young, you know, in the 80s or whatever, I was a little young, whenever it came out, it might be early 90s, I can't remember, but anyway, um, Ghostbusters 2020, and it's supposed to be leaving off of, you know, like the original. So, hey, I can't wait for that. And that's going to be a 2020. Now you have Mrs. Shepard, played by Chloe Sevigny. Now she was in Boys Don't Cry and American Horror Story. Uh, for those AHS fans who, uh, who like uh, American Horror Story, you might remember her face. Um, you have Mr. Shepard, played by Flea. He was in Back to the Future Part 2 and Baby Driver. Also, he was in this this red-hot band, this uh, you know legendary band, the Foo Fighters. You might have seen Flea and the Foo Fighters playing the drums. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He was in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I remember a quick story about uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I remember the show... Actually, it was a television channel. It was 13 in uh, Savannah. And uh, shout out to the Seaporters. And uh, it was called the Jukebox. And that's when you think you pay like a dollar to play whatever song you want to hear. And and it's actually a video. And I remember seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I kept playing it. And I always, because sometimes it was a waiting list. It's like a jukebox. Like, you know, there are other people that put the songs in. So you might walk away for a minute or whatever. And I thought Red Hot Chili Peppers was a rap group because of you had salt and pepper then you had red hot chili peppers so i was oh this is a new rap group i wonder you know what they're about so i would leave and then come back and, it, and it'll play um red hot chili peppers but then for some reason like i would see it and i thought that maybe the video went off and this rock group is coming on with their video so i'll be like dang i miss red hot chili peppers again but the video was actually on you know what I mean? So I'm thinking I actually missed it. I'm like, why do I keep missing the Red Hot Chili Peppers, this rap group? But come to find out it wasn't a rap group. It was an alternative uh, band or a rock and roll band. So, yeah, that was uh, a little humor about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But to kind of get into the story of this film. Now, the story is about a couple that is brought closer together while on the run from the law. They kill a race soldier, which what I, what I mean for those who are new a race soldier is basically a racist cop because you know uh in i believe it was in 2006 uh, white supremacist groups infiltrated the police department reported by the fbi and no one is doing anything about it and they say okay and they're just making excuses why they kill unarmed black people so you know that basically just lets you put your antenna up to be like all right you know something's behind it so that's why i call them race soldiers because that's what they are and that's who they are so they kill a race soldier uh uh, which I said before is a, a racist cop, uh, while defending their lives from being threatened. Uh, they go through a modern-day underground railroad while trying to make their escape to freedom. So the likes of this film, I like that Queen was Slim's eyes and ears, so to speak, uh, at, at certain points of the movie. I mean, they were basically guiding each other. I won't say that Queen was just Slim's eyes and ears. They were guiding each other in just, diff- in, in just different ways because they grew to love one another and they be- it became like a ride or die thrill ride, almost. Um, and I did like how they had the character express themselves with thought without speaking. There were times, it was almost poetic, you know what I mean? There were times where the characters were 
they just weren't speaking. They were just looking at each other and they were speaking in the background, you know, through their eyes. And I thought that was pretty dope. Um, you rarely hear about that, or I've never seen that before, other than in, in an X-Men movie when Professor X is talking to Jean Grey. So that's the only time I actually uh, uh, have seen that before. And also, uh, Lena, Lena Waithe made demands for this film before creating it. You know, it was some de- certain demands. She said she wanted a non-white person. Only a non-white person can say no. A white person can't tell her no. And uh, she also rushed the production. She said she, you know, wanted the, the production to be out there. So from what she says, she says that uh, she had full control o- over everything. And she felt free to create what she wanted to create. Nobody was telling her what to do from what she said. So, okay, you know, that's that's a, a, a big like. That's a big plus. You know, hopefully, you know, more black writers and directors uh, get that same green light. And uh, Jody Smith turner excuse me jody turner smith oh man jody turner smith in those white satin panties uh against her chocolate skin i mean boy that definitely is a like for me but sorry brothers joshua jackson from the fringe for those who watch the fringe that was the uh the son of the scientist you know he's one of the meet the lead characters that was in the film um so yeah you know uh joshua jackson is wifing that jamaican british model so no, so she's off limits, off limits, brothers. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, also uh, they gave a shout out. What I did like, they gave a shout out to the Seaport family. Yes, they gave a shout out to Seaport Savannah. They had Seaport Savannah in the movie. I thought that was dope because um, I'm from uh, Seaport Savannah. And uh, also that sex scene. Yeah, I, I talked to Joy about that scene. Shout out to you, Joy. I, I wanted to get Joy on here, um, but I, if there was time conflict. I went down to Savannah for Thanksgiving. I actually saw this film with my mother and my aunt. And I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do a, a podcast with them because you know they're they're hilarious and they argue a lot. So that that would have been funny. I wish I would have gotten that. But uh, it's all good. Hopefully I get, <clears throat> excuse me, I get them next time. And I was supposed to get Joy as well when I was in Savannah. But um, I, there was like I said before, there was time conflict. Couldn't really catch up with her. And uh, the most important thing I did like about this movie, actually put tears in my eyes, was how the black people were on code. That was very important. All right, now, the dislikes of this film. Queen was extra to me. I wasn't really feeling Queen at the beginning. Uh, I spoke to Joy about this. Joy said that, you know, you know she felt that, um, you know, she related. Um, I spoke to my mother and my aunt. They thought that Queen was sickening. I thought Queen was sickening. So, you know, like, or I almost say sickening, but irritating, however you want to put it. But, you know, I mean, to each his own. Everybody has their own, own opinion about the characters. I felt like she was doing too much. But then again, I mean, you know, I've been on, well, I haven't been on a date like that because, as I mentioned before, they were out on a date. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I guess experiencing her personality on a date, you know, definitely wouldn't have been fun and it makes you might want to pack up and end the day early so yeah so i felt like queen was a little extra uh the black men were extra negative for some weird reason now you did have one black character he was the mechanic he was pretty neutral um but everybody else was just like weird like you know just extra like not not even drunk you know what i mean like some people can be like well i can relate my father gets drunk because my father was like that but like some people be like you know my father gets drunk he says all kind of things out of his mouth you know what I mean? But it was like, man, this dude wasn't even drunk. Or some of the characters weren't even drunk. And they were just doing extra things. And, you know, and and I don't know. 
I, it just, it didn't, I, you know, being around probably 90% black people in my life, I've never experienced any black dudes like that, you know what I'm saying, um, but hey, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty sure there are other people that might disagree with that, you know, so, but for me, I felt like that was a little weird, you know, especially how one of the fathers was acting toward their son, I know they try to make it comical, but it, it almost like they were doing too much, I felt like that, they should have cut it short, you know what I mean, so they should have edited that script but hey you know it's their script they do what they like so that's what's up so um but i I definitely wasn't you know feeling you know that character um also the characters you know speaking on characters i felt like uh they were since the characters were evading the law but for some reason it was written for them to be almost stupid like like be too carefree they're just doing things like they almost forgetting that they're on the run now, maybe because of what was going on you know the black people being on code that they felt extra comfortable but i don't saw but i'm paranoid you know what i mean so i would have been you know getting on you know queen's nerves i would have been telling her to duck yo duck you know let's get in the back seat duck stay down stay down you know what i mean like that would have just been me she probably got tired of me doing that but i mean hell she was annoying you know uh dave kalua's character so daniel excuse me daniel kalua's character so i mean hey you know that would just would have been me i'd have been like you know just really paranoid and for some reason they weren't paranoid enough for me right so anyway there was a a a robbing uh where someone was robbing the store and giving up the gun i'm not going to elaborate because i said you know this is spoiler free I felt like that was just stupid and didn't make any doggone sense whatsoever. Um, I felt like Slim, you know, was was too damn gullible. He was a gullible character. Like, I can't I can't see how he made it through life. You know what I mean? Um, just too doggone gullible. And and speaking of Daniel Kalua, I wanted to um, add to um, you know we're gonna stay on the dislikes, but just a sidebar. I felt like you know he's one of my favorite characters. I don't know if I mentioned that. If I did, I'm saying it again. Or maybe one of my favorite actors, excuse me. And I, in you know, like the fact that he is from the UK and he actually went to Cleveland because the way he got the role was pretty interesting. Uh, he got the role by just actually reading the script, and he told um, he told uh, uh, Lena that. Uh, he wanted he wanted to be slim and Lena was like wait a minute I gotta you know speak to the director see if she wants to direct it and go from there and they weren't seeing Daniel Kaluuya as slim at first but uh, they had a conversation uh, uh, the, the actual director had a conversation with Daniel and it was supposed to be a three minute conversation or five minute conversation and it turned into a like a, what they just said like a five hour conversation or something like five to eight hour conversation or whatever so anyway i you know they felt that you know he actually uh deserved that role and the fact that he went through great lengths to play that role like he went to cleveland went to cleveland late last evening i'm sorry i was listening to that bone bone and uh pop at uh, thug love not a couple of days ago but he went to cleveland probably late last evening and that's where he would go to Costco's because that character worked at Costco's. So he would go to Costco's and uh, just talk to people and learn about like Cleveland and learn get the energy from Cleveland. He said a couple couple of people recognized him, but you know, and he said he even walked the streets of Cleveland. You know what I mean? So I I, I thought that was pretty dude, pretty cool. I pretty do. I thought that was pretty cool of him to even do that and just to interact with the people in the neighborhoods of Cleveland. You know, so. You know, shout, shout out to Daniel Kalua. I really like Daniel Kalua. I have no problems with Daniel Kalua 
you know what I mean, playing any role, you know what I mean, so I'm, I'm good on Daniel, so yeah, but um, back to what I was saying, um, yeah, I felt like the Slim character was too damn gullible, and also the protest scene, I thought that was a little weird, I'm not going to elaborate on that, uh, the characters almost were parodies of themselves in certain ways, you know, just different characters that was in the film, a majority of the characters in this film almost parodies of themselves, uh, the title scene after the inciting incident of the uh the race soldier or the cop getting killed uh queen and slim were speaking in the background and like you couldn't see what was going on and they were trying to figure out what they needed to do it just sounded really scripted it didn't sound natural it sounded weird it wasn't like it didn't really give me that uncomfortable feeling like man you know i wonder what they're going to do it didn't really give that and it's probably hard i don't know you know maybe maybe it's hard maybe it's not but I felt like, you know, to pull that off, you know, with that with that writing, because you're trying to keep the characters, you try to keep the film going, you know what I mean? And in, in real life, you wouldn't know what to do. Like, I've spoken to some people, they said they just would have called and waited and called the police. You know what I mean? Um, I can see if the person came up with the idea, like, let's go, you know what I mean? Because they know that by you... You know, you, the last person, a black person, like, killed the cop. Because this situation happened in Oregon, right? Where it was a group of white people. I think they didn't kill the police, but they shoot at the police. It was a shootout. And, um, you know, they were kind of cool. And the police, they cried for them, you know, when they ended up killing the guys from Oregon. The white guys from Oregon. Now, the situation happened in Dallas where it was a shootout with a black guy with the police. And they sent a robot in to kill him. So, you know, knowing that, I can understand them leaving. I can't really see them you know like you know me being in that situation i can't really see i I can see myself wanting to stay and not wanting to run but i know in the back of my head that i wouldn't last you know i wouldn't probably make it you know what i mean so because i know what they did to that black guy who killed the police officer they this the first time they ever had a robot kill anybody in the united states and they sent in a robot specifically for that black man so knowing that information i can see where that would be a problem you know what i mean um but it's still like that conversation i felt on them deciding on what they needed to do i felt that you know it you know it it just it was just a little bit too scripted it sounded too scripted and uh they could have rewritten the script a couple of more times you know they could have let that one kind of bake in the oven so yeah i mean it, it kind of was a little weird, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, it just, that, that script, it could have just waited a little bit longer. Uh, they could have just edited a few more edits, a few more run throughs, you know, but, um, yeah, so that's all my dislikes. Now what I would compare this film to, let's see, what would I compare this film to? I would probably I would probably compare this film to The Legend of Billie Jean and Set It Off. Yeah, if if you all are familiar with The Legend of Billie Jean, I think it came out in the 80s. Fair's fair, you know, about the, you know, uh Billie Jean shoots was it the store owner? Store owner tries to rape Billie Jean if I'm not mistaken. I'm going off a of memory from the 80s, so I could be totally wrong. I didn't do any research or anything like that. I'm just going off of memory. I think the store owner tries to rape Billie Jean. Billie Jean ends up shooting the store owner or somebody shoots the store owner and then they're like on the run from the police. And I think the store owner, I don't think they died. I think they just said that 
they got robbed. And so the police is looking for these children that was riding, you know, riding with Billie Jean. And then plus, you might know, set it off, set it off, you know, basically about a, a bunch of friends who um, were put in an uncomfortable situation. Jada Pickett's character was, you know, uh, her brother was killed by police. And, um, you know, each character went through something that was detrimental and they were like, F it, you know what I mean? We might as well rob a bank to get our lives back on track. So, and that's what they did. They robbed the bank to get their lives back on track. Now, the rating for this film. Now, this was hard for me. This was very hard. I couldn't really, because when I, when I left the theater, I felt like this was a nine. I wanted to say, I felt like it was a nine, but then what made it a nine for me was the fact that black people are on code. And that was the most important message to me, I felt, and that was needed. Um, but I, 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 but it wasn't. It wasn't a nine because they had too many mistakes. Like I said, they, they should have they should have rewritten the script a few more times. It was just things that just didn't make sense, and um, uh, and it was just you know you know off track a little bit. Um, so I was kind of volleying or uh, I was oscillating with uh, six and a half and a seven. Uh, so, but, I mean, but it was so many mistakes, man. Like, it was just certain things that just didn't make sense. Um, so, I'm gonna have to give this, uh, six and a half gold teeth in a coon trader's mouth. And for those who didn't understand, I'm not gonna repeat myself. So, yeah. So, that's what I give this film. Um, you know what? I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it, I'll give it seven gold teeth in a coon trader's mouth. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna give it. That's what I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a seven. Because them being all cold, I thought that was dope. That was the most important thing that stuck out to me, period. So, yeah. But uh, that is it for my review on Queen and Slim. Please, if you have any discrepancies about my rating or you would like to talk about it, hit me up on Critical Blue Reviews. That's a K is in King, R is in Robert, I is in Ice, T is in Tom, I is in Ice, C is in Car, A is in Apple, L is in Larry, uh, B is in Boy, L is in Larry, U is in Umbrella, E is in Elephant, and uh, R is in Robert, E is in Elephant, V is in Victory, I is in Ice, E is in Elephant, V is in Victor, E is in Elephant. Wait, what am I? What am I? What am I spelling? Wait a minute, I just kind of zoned out. I just closed my eyes and started zoning out. The reviews are <laughs> E-V-I-E-W-S. <laughs> I don't know what that guy was spelling just did. I was <laughs> I-N-D-P. I'm about to spell independent. You know, anyway, so um, I'm kind of rushing because I need to go to work. I don't want to have my coworkers waiting on me because they can't leave until I get there. So I'm kind of doing that too. But anyway, you all enjoy your day. Um, appreciate it. You know, hit me up with some likes. You know, hit me up on Instagram, Critical Blues Reviews on Instagram. You can hit me up on on Facebook, Critical Pittman, Pittman, uh, Critical uh, with a K, uh, Pittman, P-I-T-T-M-O-N. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Critical Blue Reviews, R-E-V-I-E-W-S. All right, cool. Y'all enjoy yourselves and have a good night or good morning, good afternoon, good evening. All right, one.